Welcome back to Fuel on the Fire. The state of Wisconsin is very sad, and they should be. (laughs) That was a terrible performance. I've been chomping at the bit to talk about how bad the Packers really looked and how lucky it was that they got a 13-win season out of their rookie head coach. Well, I will say this about that game. Either one of two or both things happened. The 49ers offensive line is amazing. (laughs) The Packers defensive line is terrible or both because I literally could have been the running back on that 49ers team. I could have got five yards per carry. I probably would have fumbled a few times, but I still could have gotten five yards per carry because them holes were ginormous, huge. Raheem like, Mostert has been on seven teams and did not get an actual carry in a meaningful game until this year with the 49ers, and he looked good. So mm-hmm. it's got to be a large chunk to that offensive line. They have been doing the job. I mean, when your quarterback doesn't have to throw but eight passes in a single game. I mean, we saw it with Tannehill with the Titans. Right. They were able to Take control of the game with the running game. Now, we'll get to that in a minute because Derrick Henry got somewhat shut down and the running game for the Titans did not advance them to the Super Bowl. But the running game, even Tevin Coleman was looking real good early until he, I don't know if I read what it was. I know it was like an arm injury. I don't know if it was. Dislocated shoulder. Oh, boy. Yeah. I thought it might have been an elbow, but the way he was carrying it was. A little awkward, so yeah, dislocated but shoulder. They do, they do say he could play in the Super Bowl. Well, so two we'll weeks is enough for something yep. like that to possibly heal and you know give yourself a chance. Not that they really need him if their offensive line is doing they it. Don't. It could be <laughs> Matt Breda. I mean, Kyle Uzcheck, their fullback, could probably get five yards of carry. You know, although he's probably a big reason why their actual running backs are getting five yards of carry too. Well, Kansas City did stop Derrick Henry to a certain extent. So I want to see if they can do that to the 49ers running game. Now, if they can, it's going to be, it's going to be a risk. I think it's going to be a great game. This is the best matchup we could have had for the Super Bowl. This is amazing. I, this could be one of the best Super Bowl matchups we've ever seen. The, the, I, I don't want to say that to, <laughs> to the degree of what we already know about the, Super Bowls like the Eagles and the Patriots. Yes. Score, that, score, 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 score. We did score, not score, think score, that score, game score. was going to go that way. We are thinking that right. this is like the best, one of the best offenses versus one of the best defenses. Which one is going to yes. break first? We'll get more into that towards the end of the episode. But let's talk a little bit more about the Packers. We said it in our fantasy episode. We'll say it yeah. again. Aaron Rodgers looked like he was just ready to be done with this team. And those he receivers like he ready to just walk off the field and say, we're going to lose. Let's just go. 
He, he, every time something happened, like he couldn't find an open receiver again, I don't get to watch the game tape. Like, you know, the experts do, but I yeah. wish I could for this one. Cause I want to see if anybody was open, if he was missing some reads or if they were just covered and his guys are not running crisp routes and they're not getting open. Cause if that's the case, you can't put this much on Aaron Rodgers. He just couldn't do anything with what he had to work with. Devonte Adams had a good game. Aaron Jones had a good game. Aaron Rodgers overall stats wise looked like he had a good game, but nobody was making plays. The problem is, yeah, you're right. Nobody was making plays. And I agree with you to a certain extent um, that he just, you know, doesn't have the receivers getting open and whatnot. But the dump off passes, these, this is LaFleur's fault. I 100% because these are quick dump off passes, the screen passes, horrible, horrible, horrible. You cannot do that to the Niners every five plays. They are going to stop it 90% of the time. A screen pass once in a while, yes, but that's all they did. Like every single pass seemed like it's a little quick pass to the running back or to the wide receiver sitting out there. I, I, I'm sorry, the screen passes, it, I, you could see it coming. They telegraphed it immediately once the ball was hiked, and every single 49ers swarmed to that, that spot and tackled the guy. I don't think one screen pass went more than four yards. There couldn't have been. Um, Now, I'm prone to do my own commentary when I watch games. So if there's people around, you know, whether they like it or not, they're going to hear my opinions as Mm -hmm. the game goes on. And one of those opinions early on was, I saw the Packers were moving the ball okay on first and second down. Okay, they're getting uh, into situations. They're like third and three third and two that's what you want and then they would throw this dumb out route that wasn't even at the sticks and of course richard sherman and those other dbs are stopping them short of the sticks how why are you running these plays and then like you said a dump off and another dump off and Jimmy Graham, it's third and nine, and you throw a three-yard pass to Jimmy Graham, who gets another four yards after the catch, (laughs) but that's not nine. That's seven. I don't know what you can do when you don't don't even have people outside the first down marker. I don't know if that's Rodgers' fault, and he's just saying, okay, we're going to do this Jimmy Graham pass, but most of them dump-off passes were designed, and that's LaFleur. But some of them things, like you said, with the Jimmy Graham one where it's a three-yard pass and he gets four yards, I don't know if that's Rodgers or if Rodgers is just saying, man, these guys just aren't open. I have to throw it to Jimmy Graham here and hope he gets the yards. I think that's I, probably what it was. No, It's just it was not a good display. It looked bad. Before we go on, our resident 49ers fan entered the chat. I see Gary out there who <laughs> I was going to send a message to on Sunday night, and I completely spaced it out when I was driving home. This is probably the happiest he has been watching football in quite some time, and yep. he did get a team in the flag league to win a division, so he's got That's that going true. for him, and he's rebuilding in the other division, so he had mm-hmm. a little bit of everything going on this year, and the number one seed in the NFL and now they're in the Super Bowl. So yep. whether or not he gets to watch with a bunch of um 
like-minded individuals in this Super Bowl. I'm not <laughs> sure because I know he's probably had to put up with mostly Packer fans up oh, until this obviously. last week, and uh, he was probably surrounded by Packer fans where he works, <laughs> and I can't imagine. He probably felt like I did way back when. When 4th and 26 happened, and I was around a bunch of Packer fans, and I didn't know how to react. I wanted to jump up and scream, but I also didn't want to get jumped and beat up at the same time because I was outnumbered. So he was probably in that same situation. And I remember 4th and 26 specifically. We were at my aunt and uncle's house, and you know they had a bigger TV at the time. And so we're watching the game, and... All the Packer fans, you know, they're, they're sitting there, yeah, this is great. Okay, fourth and 26. All of a sudden, you guys picked it up. They all just, they just, it was. <laughs> there was just no more talking. Quietness. <laughs> yes. And there was just anger. You could just sense it. And I'm just the only one that doesn't care. I'm just sitting there thinking, well, I'm a Jets fan. We're not in it. So you guys happy you should be in it. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Gary was with me. I was actually. I believe I was at his mom's house with a bunch of other Packer fans. I don't remember if Gary was rooting for the the Eagles or the Packers back then, but he said he was with about 40 Packer fans, and they got quiet real fast. <laughs> so there you go. From a 49ers fan, it was very sweet, but how much gloating can you actually do? Now I know Gary can gloat quite a bit so he probably <laughs> still took some shots while everything was going on and got in what he could get in but now he's got two weeks to feel like i felt two years ago like is this actually gonna happen are we going <laughs> to finally get another one because i know he didn't get to enjoy the the real heydays of the 49ers like uh, right. a lot of people yeah. did so these new ones it feels like the first time for a lot of people you know, that are young and just watching football for the first time, you know, like the last 10 years. The Niners have been very up and down the last 10 years. Yep. I think I read something about, like, they had three or four, like, four and 12, five and 11, three and 13 seasons, and then they had, like, a 10 and 6 and 11 and 5 and a 13 and 3. So it has been up and down for the last 10 years. So I can just imagine, like, we've got to get it in now because I have no idea what <laughs> next season is going to bring. Now, I want to say something about the 49ers defense. It's a really good defense. Superb. One of the best, if not the best. Stats say it is the best. The problem I have is you let the Packers back in it. You could have just, I mean, they weren't in it in it, but you let them think that there was a, still a chance. They, they played this prevent defense where all Rodgers really could do was them little three-yard plays. I don't like that, and I'll tell you why. Because if, if it's Mahomes, <laughs> that ain't going to work. It ain't going to work. Mahomes will tear that apart. You cannot do that against the Chiefs. Trust me on this. You better learn the fact that Aaron Rodgers is not Mahomes, and you cannot do this in two weeks. Cannot. cannot. We'll get to that. First, let's talk about Chiefs-Titans. Yes. Titans were up 10 nothing. We thought, is this going to happen again? They looked dominant. Derrick Henry looked good on those first yeah. drives. Yep. And we thought, oh, my goodness, is this really a Cinderella story that is going to make it all the way to the Super Soul? Super Soul? Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but That's a good one. It was 
quietly stopped and then that was it. I mean, we were chatting towards the end of the first half and the Chiefs scored again. I was like, that's it. We're done. I I don't even need to watch the rest of this game. I don't think the Titans have the type of offense that can come back against the Chiefs. Uh, Their defense was playing okay, and that offense, they're clicking on all cylinders. Yeah, and I've been telling everybody um, the Chiefs are great because Patrick Mahomes is not only great, but he has complete leadership. I mean, just look at the energy that comes from him after every single time they get a touchdown. doesn't matter who it is. doesn't matter how they get it. He has energy. Aaron Rodgers has nothing. <laughs> That's the, that is the difference. I'm telling you, between a winning team and a losing team. And obviously Garoppolo didn't have a chance to, you know, much of celebrating because no. he didn't do much in this game. But for crying out loud, I, it's it's hard to say that the Chiefs don't have the best shot in the world because of Mahomes. No. And I know we are not getting into predictions yet. Not yet. I will get there. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. So a few little tidbits about the Chiefs because, like we said, after a certain point in that game, we just saw the teams separated in confidence and just pure adrenaline. The Chiefs yep. seem to just like they have a second gear that they can kick into at any point. Patrick Mahomes had a 27-yard touchdown run. I don't know how he did it. He no, juked the defender, stayed in bounds, came back through, almost got tackled, and then bowled his way over. Like, he just strong-armed himself into the end zone. You, well, how are you going to defend that? Well, here's here's the thing. They didn't. They didn't defend it, and they didn't even try. And I uh, here's a part of the problem that I have with the NFL. I don't care that Patrick Mahomes was running the ball, and he was outside, and he was actually a running back at that moment. Every single one of those defensive players looked like they took the play off. They didn't want to smack Mahomes because they knew it would cause a 15 or at least, you know, <laughs> a personal foul. Yep. And and that's what it looked like. And it honestly made me upset to think that Patrick Mahomes can do all this, a spin move, and then bowl his way into the end zone. That cannot happen. And the, to me, when the Titans rewatch this, they're going to realize I didn't make that tackle there because – I don't know if they thought they were afraid, but I think in the back of their minds, like I can't smack them. I can't just lay him out because I will get penalized. And I think that's where the NFL is, and it kind of makes me upset to see that type of thing happen because rewatch that play. Oh, there yeah. was like three different guys that did nothing because they just like stood up and pushed them a little bit. Now, I'm not going to get into conspiracy theories or anything yet, but it does feel like there are just certain quarterbacks that that applies to because we all saw Carson Wentz get speared by Jadavion Clowney and nothing happened. I'm like, why? Why is my quarterback not getting the same treatment that Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, and Tom Brady get? Because you know just the slightest little touch in the head area is going to draw a flag when Tom Brady's on the field. It might just be how teams are coached. Uh, do not do this. You will get penalized. If you do it, you will be severely punished by the team. <laughs> and then there's other teams that might be saying, go ahead, do what you got to do. I don't care. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, there's no answer to that. I can't tell you because there's 
I'm not in the NFL. I'm not anywhere close to any of these players. But that's what maybe is one of the conspiracy theories that we can say out there. Well, my hat goes off to the Titans. They did everything they needed to do to get into the playoffs and made a Cinderella run of sorts, and it made the playoffs a lot more interesting. I will give them that. So hats off to the Titans. You did what you needed to do, and you made it enjoyable to watch playoff football because we didn't know what was going to happen. You beat yeah. the longtime standing Patriots the first time they've lost in the first round in 11 years or whatever it was. Then yep. you beat the number one seed in the Baltimore Ravens decidedly because they just didn't look like they had it and they played Lamar Jackson perfectly. And then you play a less ish mobile quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. He's still mobile, but he's yep. not as close to mobile as Lamar Jackson no. is. He's got a better <laughs> arm than Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Although Lamar looked really good throwing the ball this year. So yeah, they had a really good game plan against Lamar Jackson but they couldn't stop Patrick Mahomes. So they've got some work going into next year. They have Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry. Neither one of them are technically under contract unless they tag or get some kind of a new deal in place before next year. So we might not see even close to the same Titans football team that we did this year, and that would be kind of sad because it was a really fun team to watch because they could beat you in multiple ways. Tannehill did his thing and Derrick Henry down the stretch had one of the most dominant performances I've seen out of a (laughs) running back in a long time. I think they both re-sign in some way, whether or not they, one of them gets tagged and the other one signs. But I think if it's anyone that signs, it'd be Henry and I'd probably expect the tag to go to Tannehill. Probably. But, I want to talk about something before we get to the actual oh, yeah. Super Bowl I've got game. something, too. What do you okay, got? Well, you say what you got to say, because okay. then maybe it's the same thing. Mine's not see. too big, um, but I remember hearing more talk about this year than in previous years. The referee groups are not groups that ref together. They're mixed from groups in different areas and different games. And to me, that seems a little odd. Like there was a couple of times out there where there was a lot of conferencing going on Mm -hmm. and figuring out, I saw a clip uh, earlier. Romo was talking about a 12, 12 man on the field penalty. And it was going, uh, there was a conference call for what seemed like forever. And he was basically mocking the conference that was going on there is like, oh, do you think there was 12 men on the field? No, I don't think there was 12 men. Wait, is it a penalty if there's 12 men on the field? Oh, wait, what if there was a cornerback? Does, if that's 12 men, does that count as a penalty? I mean, it just kept going yeah. on and on. I'm like, why is this such a hard thing to get? It was 12 men on the field. Just call it and get it over with. And if it were a squad that played or refereed together, I don't think we'd be having these issues. So why yeah. are we going with all-star-ish um groups of refs when they didn't play together all year. I don't know. Some there's a, that's another conspiracy theory that we can just jot down and put it all together and realize just that the NFL is completely just illegitimate and it's all <laughs> pre what's the word for it? Uh, you're already predestined to the winner as a Super Bowl is this team. This well, is how we're going to do it. We talked about the XFL, which is owned by who? 
last week and we talked about the XFLs owned by Vince McMahon. (laughs) So uh, maybe he's trying to like crack it wide open. See, I told you it's all scripted. That's why I wanted to get into it in the first place. Yeah, it's probably not. Anyway, let's get to what I want to talk about. (laughs) Okay. We talked about the Belichick thing when he did it to the Jets where he, you know, took the penalty, made the clock run more, took another penalty, tried to make the clock run more. And then it just happened two weeks ago Mm -hmm. against the Patriots, which was great. And then the Niners did it to the Packers. They did. I saw it. It's starting to upset me. Like I, I, this should not be a rule next year. You can, they need to make this not a thing. If you, if you have a penalty and you're within a certain yard. I don't know. I just, you cannot happen again. You're, you're wasting all this clock. It should be against the rules. Completely. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's going to be something that is talked about because it did come to the very forefront because it happened in a playoff game. So yep, twice. they're going to talk about it this off season. It yep. will probably be changed somehow where the clock now stops on those Stop penalties, penalties or, you know, maybe it's just a, a lesser play clock that you get to work with after that penalty. So you can't take another 40 seconds off the clock, something right. of that nature. It can't keep happening that way. I thought it was hilarious. And they're oh, playing within the rules. If it happens in the Super Bowl, uh, either oh, between uh, Andy Reid or Kyle Shanahan, one of those guys does it, it will be definitely not on the table next year in some manner. So, yeah, I completely agree with that. It it was fun the first time, and it was fun the second time when it was, it was done to the guy that did it the first time. time. And now we're like, okay, um, can we just play now some football like, now? All right, this is enough. This has gone too far. Belichick, you've ruined the game of football. Like that, he finds well, every loophole. He did that about 18 years ago, didn't he? <laughs> I don't Well, yeah. But that's neither here nor there. So here we are Chiefs and 49ers. I've already seen uh, the prediction from our resident Niners fan. Uh, and we're not going to do our predictions quite yet, but I want to get it out there because I saw it. He has, of course, his Niners winning 38-34. to 34. He thinks okay. the Niners can win a shootout against the Chiefs. What kind of game do you think is going to occur here? Is it going to be a low-scoring game? Is it going to be a shootout? I, I mean, because it's, it's offense versus defense, basically, and we'll see which one comes out. Here's what I think will not happen. It will not be a 21 to 24 game. It will be either really high scoring or really low scoring. And I lean towards really high, really high. And if it's really high, there's a possibility that one of the teams doesn't score enough points and even close. Like it could be a blowout. Are you saying the team that scores more points is going to win the game? No, no, no. I'm saying it could be a blowout. <laughs> yeah, I know, if I know. A high scoring game, it could be a blowout. Yeah, um, that would be very unfortunate because there are so many possibilities in this game that it should be another forty-one to thirty-three Eagles versus Patriots game. I could, I, would I love that. That would be amazing. I don't want them to break any of our records because I want to. <laughs> I got something I need to hold on to. 
Um, but here's some interesting tidbits going into this game. Now, not only is this year going to be another year, the very few years, where we don't have a Brady, a Manning, or a Roethlisberger in the Super Bowl, but did you know well, this will be the first Super Bowl that hasn't featured in seven years LeGarrette Blunt or C.J. Anderson? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, man. That is just superb. Yes. Superb. LeGarrette Blunt, you know, those three or four times in a row with the Patriots and the Eagles and then C.J. Mm-hmm. Anderson with what the Broncos and then the uh, Rams last year. So, yeah, um, although there is a shot if Tevin Coleman gets, like, shoved down and gets put on IR, maybe the Niners sign C.J. Anderson before the game. <laughs> it's possible, isn't it? Uh, it's possible. It won't happen, though. <laughs> no, probably won't. won't happen. And something that did happen uh, we didn't talk about uh, in the Titans-Chiefs game, Dennis Kelly Offensive lineman caught a touchdown pass. Did you know that he became the heaviest player in NFL history to catch a, to catch a touchdown pass in the playoffs? <laughs> yep, I did because they actually announced that during the game. Did That's they? The one, thing, the one thing I could hear. Oh, right. <laughs> Everybody else was just talking around me, but I heard that, and I was gotcha. like, huh, it's interesting. All right. Um, Andy Reid joins Bill Belichick. And where are we going? Is the only... Other coach to beat all 32 NFL teams twice after he wow. beat the Titans. So that's an interesting uh, that's cool. side note there. Um, we already talked about, I believe, did we talk about it in the fantasy episode about the Tigers uh, drafting Patrick Mahomes and uh, the Tigers yeah, having more yeah, than the Lions? Yes, uh, more have drafted more Super Bowl starting quarterbacks than the Detroit Lions have. I love that. Love that Hilarious. one. Here's the last one before we get into our predictions. Okay. You remember last year? You remember a guy named D Ford? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Well, uh, that's the guy who caused the Chiefs to miss the Super Bowl last year because of an offsides penalty. Well, he's on the Niners this year, so he gets to play against the Chiefs. That is going to be an interesting little side story there. And you know what I saw on the Chiefs uh, yesterday? Hmm. A ton of offsides. There were, uh, there was a, there wasn't a lining up offsides like D Ford was, but they just jump, 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 and I'm just like, whoa, slow down, guys. You do not want to spoil this game again on offside penalties. But yeah, it's kind of funny because you know D Ford going against it, he wasn't on the Chiefs, so they made it to the Super Bowl. All right. Well, I asked you earlier. I'll ask the chat right now because we've got network in. So Sincerious came in, hosted us and stuff right now. Um, did anybody hear how Andy Reid celebrated last night? I asked Tom, and I could not believe. I wish I would have waited because he was right on the money, and I did not expect him to answer this question. What do you guys think Andy Reid did to celebrate the victory last night and get to go to the Super Bowl? Any anything any thoughts out there? I mean, there's so many different things. I mean, he could have went out to the bars and celebrated. He could have, you know, you know, saw his family. Did I could have celebrated by you know going to Dairy Queen? I don't know what. It, well, I asked Tom, and he was right on the money. Well, almost on the money because I didn't see a specific. Gary says pizza. You're close. You're close. 
Tom mm-hmm. said Burger King. I didn't see what it was, but he said I had a cheeseburger and went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Andy Reid being Andy, Andy Reid. Yeah. There is also yeah. a meme out there, and now it's two weeks in a row. Uh, two weeks ago, it was a picture of him looking super happy, his <laughs> fingers in the air. Yes, this is your reaction when you were two wins away from a White House buffet. <laughs> Hamburgers. And now Wendy's. we are one week away from Andy Reid being able to go and get a White House buffet of Wendy's and Burger King and <laughs> McDonald's. So, uh, yeah. Well, oh, one more thing real quick I saw. It's just sad. I don't even really want to talk about it, but it deserves to be at least mentioned here. There was a shooting outside the Kansas City bar um, Mm -hmm. after the fans started celebrating the Super Bowl berth. Somebody uh, shot outside in a line, I guess, um, killed one person, and then the... um, armed security person took that guy out so it could have been a lot worse but my goodness this is just it's getting it's hitting too close to home there was something last year the year before where there was a shooting in a video game convention for madden i think it was and now we're outside of sports bars and it's it's getting too real for me it sucks it could have been worse, so thankfully there was somebody there that could take care of the situation. But man, can we just yeah. stop? <laughs> I don't. I don't understand what makes somebody so enraged to do something so horrific to another human being. Like it's just, I just don't. It. it I can't understand it because it will never be in my brain. It's not something that a normal loving human being would ever even consider and these people that do these things they're just pieces of garbage and i they need to go to jail for the rest of their lives or worse (laughs) yeah and i'm sorry that's just it yep um all right one last thing that is on a lot of people's minds that have been watching football for years because there was a time a long time ago that it was a very real possibility that the 49ers and Chiefs could have played in the Super Bowl. And the reason that that would have been such a big deal is because Joe Montana had gone from the 49ers to the Chiefs. So mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a petition out there or not, but there's a lot of people saying Joe Montana should do the coin toss. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I mean, I think that's a great that's – a, that's actually perfect. On, a, on the front side, I mean, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference between – because they're both red jerseys right. on the front side of the Chiefs, <laughs> the back side, you know, you know, because it's Steve Young. You, everybody sees the Young, right? I mean, he, not Steve Young, uh, Joe, Montana. Joe Montana. Everybody sees the Montana thing. You know, it, the back side should be the Niners. Uh, so I think, yeah, I think that would be a perfect decider to who gets the ball first. There you go. All right, we're starting with you. Uh, you've been chomping <laughs> at the bit, I think, to get it out there. So what is your on-the-record prediction for Super Bowl 54? Well, it's tough. It's a really difficult one, which if it were any other one of the other two teams, it would be a lot easier. But I think the Chiefs have too much firepower. I've seen too much and just – the staticness out of Mahomes 
and I've seen too much comeback ability to think that even if they're down in this game, that they can't do it to where I, I have to pick the Chiefs. I feel almost obligated. My heart says Chiefs, so my brain is going to say Chiefs as well because there's no reason that they can't win this game. No. Now, I, there's definitely a reason they could lose this game. <laughs> definitely. Because I, the Niners are good. I mean, they're a great team. It's a, this is one of the harder Super Bowls to predict, and I think almost everybody probably agrees with that. I'm saying the Chiefs, it's, it could be a blowout, but I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think the Chiefs, and my official prediction, is going to be 43-34. to 34. Oh, maybe that's a scoregami there right there. I don't think I've ever heard that score before. 43-34, to 34, so you got them winning by about nine points. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Gary says you suck. Um, <laughs> I just looked at the... Early, early line on this game, and it is Chiefs by a point is the yeah. line right I mean, that's now. How, that's how close it is. Yes. I mean, you really can't make a prediction and be comfortable with it. No. I, I'm not comfortable with my prediction, but I just see the Chiefs having that that it factor, and I don't know if the Niners have that. Now, here we go. The Chiefs in their two-playoff game – spotted the opposing team 34 points before they yep. started playing in either of those games. Yep. I think the Chiefs are going to score early, and yep. that is going to determine the rest of the flow of the game, and the 49ers are going to have to pass the ball. Now they have some weapons. They George do. Kittle is... Arguably one of the best tight ends in the game, but yes. the other best tight end in the game is on the other side of the field. That's true. They have some young guys in Debo Samuel who have some very electric ability. Yes. Emmanuel much. Sanders is a favorite of ours. Yeah, we yeah. love Emmanuel Sanders, but I don't think they have the actual firepower to keep up with the Chiefs, and the Chiefs are going to just keep scoring in this game. I know the Niners' D is good. But there is mm -hmm. something about this Chiefs offense that you just can't prepare for, no matter That's who you are. And it's that something that you can't describe. That something is what wins games. And the people say defense wins championships. It's not offense either. It's that something. I'm telling you, right? The, the Eagles had that something. Yes. When they beat the the Patriots, it, it, the Patriots were a better team. I'm, I'm sorry, they were. But the Eagles had that something, and they beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. And that's what matters when it comes down to the Super Bowl. It was so weird because I had never been in my entire life, my years and years of watching the Eagles, I had never been so calm for a game in my life mm -hmm. besides that Super Bowl. It was insane. I was just like, we're winning. I don't, I'm not like concerned at all. Even when we yeah. went down a score and we had to come back, I was extremely confident and just I was letting it be and it happened <laughs> now I'm not saying I'm there because neither of these teams are you know by far my favorites of any sorts no, I obviously yeah. I have a soft spot for Andy Reid and I don't know if LaShawn McCoy will play but if he gets to play in the Super Bowl I will be happy to see him out on the field too yeah, yeah. and like I was saying Gary said you suck he's probably going to say <laughs> I suck harder because <laughs> 
<laughs> I have a feeling this is going to be like a 48 to 24 game. I it it's going to be insane. There's going to be fireworks every single quarter and I just Possibly. don't know that by the end of this game the 49ers will be able to just they're not going to be able to score. They're they're going to be predictable because they won't be able to run the ball like they want to. I I, I, I tend to agree with that assessment. I, I, it's just really difficult because this could completely flip on us. Oh, yeah. And the Niners could just absolutely destroy. It could be 13 to 10, and we'd be like, well, um, yep, exactly. we're not doing the show anymore because we have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that close of a game. I mean, we've said it so many times. It's a one-point spread at this point. Yes. What are you going to do? I mean, this is just – it's a great matchup. It's going to be a great Super Bowl. I'm really excited for it. And this is the first time in a while that I've been excited for a Super Bowl. Now, I know you were excited about the Eagles. Of course. But, and I know why. Because the Patriots are in it. Yeah. They got eliminated immediately. So this whole entire playoff, uh, I've been happy. Yeah. I've been sitting there thinking, oh, this is a great game. This is a great game. If any one of these games included the Patriots, I'd say this is a terrible game. Yeah. And, and, I'm, and it doesn't matter if it was exactly the same layout. I'd say this is a terrible game. It's just how it is. I mean, just you get so sick of the Patriots being in it that you're just like, this is just terrible. Well, Gary <laughs> said you suck, and uh, he used some exclamation points, but he put on there, I used to like you. So I may never hear from him again if my <laughs> prediction is correct. Um, so I'm going to have to uh, suck up to him in some way and uh, make him feel better if it does happen. Go get him some, go get him some burgers and Andy Reid stuff. Um, I'll, I'll see if I can get Burger King to make that quad stacker he used to get and get a special <laughs> order for him and deliver it to him. As soon as the game is done, it's like, peace offering? <laughs> I, got, I have a, a serious question. We can end the show on this or whatever, but right. do you think, Andy Reid has to win this game to be in the Hall of Fame. Or do you think this getting to this game cements it? Again, I'm a little biased, but with Andy Reid's body of work over his entire career, without even getting to the Super Bowl this year, I thought he was a Hall of Fame coach. Yeah, There are a lot of people that would disagree with me that he needs a Super Bowl win to get over all those almosts. And those almost. So I understand what they, you know, why they think that. But he has just been a winning coach for his entire career when he was a uh, assistant in Green Bay, and then you know, taken over the Eagles when they sucked and brought them back to life in four straight NFC Championships games, five NFC Championship games, a Super Bowl berth, like. And then he takes over the Chiefs, and he takes Alex Smith to being an MVP-type quarterback. Like, you've got to give him the props on yeah. this. Yeah. I think, for me, going to the Super Bowl is him mixing up the cement. And it's basically going to happen. Yes. Like, you're, you're prepared for this. If he wins the Super Bowl, that's the pouring of the cement, and there's no chance he won't be in the Hall of Fame. But I think, there's, he, I think he's already in. I think the mixing up the, of the cement is it. I mean, at some point you're going to pour that. You're not going to just let it harden in the wheelbarrow. <laughs> That's a great analogy. But 
I think he's a Hall of Famer. I think he was already close to that before going to the Super Bowl. But for me, it's already cemented and it's in stone. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. We've got one last thing you probably don't see in the chat right now. I'm going to leave this one up to you, Tom, to be the impartial <laughs> judge and jury. Okay. Are you on board? Now, he's going to have to supply this. But Gary says, when you're wrong, you need to wear a Niners jersey on the next show. Um, If I had a Niners jersey. No, no, no. Me. Me. One, Gary. me. Me. Oh, oh, yeah. You need to, for sure. Okay. I figured you'd be on board with that. Yeah. Uh, as long as Gary uh, supplies that jersey, I know you've got a couple, and I know I can fit into <laughs> them. So, uh, yeah, all right, I'll, I'll take you up on this offer as long as that, you know, smooths everything over and you don't hate me anymore. <laughs> when the Niners win, if you're right, I will wear a 49ers jersey on the show after the Super Bowl. So yes, there you go. I like it. All right. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Um, good luck if you're a Niners fan. Um, mm -hmm. Congratulations if you're a Chiefs fan. Oh, I mean, um, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to try and get out of this as smoothly as possible. It's not working. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, and uh, good luck and have fun wherever your Super Bowl party is being held.